The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again on this Wednesday morning and giving me an opportunity to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate that privilege and hope that I can be an encouragement today to you. Uh, we are in 2 Corinthians chapter number 7. We've been going through 2 Corinthians and we've worked our way up to chapter 7. So if you're following along in scripture, we're going to start right there. Chapter 7, verse 1. Let's kind of jump in and read some of the verses to get some context and then we'll unpack these and see what we can learn from them. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Paul says, having therefore for these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to die and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my glorifying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. So let's start with verse 1 and kind of unpack. A lot of times you see one verse and, and it's, and please understand, the verse is there. Again, these aren't verses. The verses were broken up um, later. They're not inspired. Uh, so this is part of the letter. But Paul's writing a thought in the middle of this. He's kind of bringing in the conclusion of the previous thought, moving on to another one. And he says in verse 1, having therefore these promises. Well, obviously we go back and what's he talking about? Uh, he says in verse 18, um, and, uh, and about God saying, he will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. He says when we separate, when again, we talk about separation is really we're separating two more than separating from, the closer we get to God. And, and in some occasions, as we have to separate from some scenarios in life due to their direction, due to their thinking that are unbiblical and we need to stand strong on scripture. Again, we say it in scripture, not following a movement or man, but on scripture. And if we're following Jesus, there's going to be people in the world who are going to turn from us. Goes, but in that, we, we will gain a new family in Christ, in the church, and things of that nature. So therefore, having these promises, because of what he's challenged the church to do, and what they might, there might the sacrifice that might come with it, having these promises, dearly beloved, because Jesus is there, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh. Now again, notice he's refer- he doesn't reference the filthiness of the world, he references the filthiness of our flesh in this scenario. The fact is the Bible teaches us in Jeremiah that the heart is desperately wicked, the wicked. We know the fact that in our lives we have the spirit and the flesh and they, they fight against each other. That flesh, really it's an old-fashioned word turning about the old man. It's speaking of our natural tendencies, the human natural tendencies. When we get saved, we don't lose that part of us that still drives to do wrong. We gain the Holy Spirit, we gain truth, but we don't lose that that sinful drive. I wish we did, but we don't. That the, the, the this scripture references it as the flesh. What we end up having is this battle. We have that human part of us, and then we have the Holy Spirit, and there's this constant conflict between the two of them. Our our human side wants to go this way. The Holy Spirit's like, no, don't do this, don't do this. And so what we gain is a guide. We gain a guide that helps us to see the wrong. And so what he's telling us to do in this is as we've gained the promises of the closeness of God, and we're choosing to not follow the thinking and cultural filth of the world. Uh, Then we look at this and say we must cleanse ourselves even from the filthiness of our own thinking. In doing that, you must acknowledge that there is a wrong thinking in your mind. You must acknowledge that. You must acknowledge that there is a battle in your heart that takes us the wrong way. I'm there's a thinking in the world today that I, I'm going to say that I think is 100% wrong. The thinking states that 
man in and of themselves is naturally good. Uh, we are morally good and we're naturally good and it's the world that corrupts us. And, and I will say this, we know this proven that when a baby is born, they're born, no fears are given throughout life. Uh, the only fear they have, actually, I'm sorry, is that of gravity because they're not used to it. Everything else, all the other fears are taught to them. So while there's a truth that much of the hate and filth and the things in the world are taught to them by other people, uh, I would say this. I think each of us would acknowledge that if, if we went the simple, small, little silly test, that if we were given the freedom to do whatever we wanted, good or bad, and we knew that no one would see it, no one would recognize it good or bad. What would we do? Generally, people, generally people would find something wrong they would do if they never got caught and there were no consequences to it. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. The human side of us has that sin nature that we get from the curse. And it just it drives us in that wrong direction. And we must acknowledge that. When we acknowledge that, we need help. And all that simply means is we need help. The Bible says for all have sinned and can short of the glory of God. We're not acknowledging that we're desperately worse than anybody else. We're acknowledging that all of the human race battles with this. We've seen that. At this week. Uh, I heard a preacher say something in reference to the shooting just a couple days ago. The world runs to politics and the world runs to all of the reasons they can use this tragedy for their own good. I like what he said. He goes, it's not about right and left. It's about heaven and hell. Man, I wish we'd keep our eyes focused on that. I wish we'd recognize that it's not about one political party. It's not about one policy. And you're not going to solve the struggle of the world by certain laws because human nature is filthy. We have to realize the problem is the heart of man missing God. The heart of man that is created to need God, it's full of sin, and the world is glorifying this. And it needs, it needs Jesus. It really does. We use that kind of as a silly phrase, that man needs Jesus, but it's a biblical truth. And we recognize that. Because, so because we have to not follow thinking of the world, and because we need to keep, you know, we have Jesus there, let us cleanse ourselves. Notice it's cleanse ourselves. It's not something anybody else is going to do. Choose to cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of our own thinking, our own desires, and, and spirit. The wrong spirit, the wrong thinking. It's our own desires, but it's our thinking. Because here's what happens. You understand, our actions are a result of our beliefs. Our beliefs are a result of our thinking. What we do will be fully based. I do this. As I live as a Christian, my actions, my, my, my teachings in my home and our church, what we do as a family are based upon my beliefs. I'm based upon, you know, those actions are based upon my beliefs and scripture. That's based on my thinking. I let the word of God conform in the renewing of my mind, the Bible says. Happens in the world today. The actions of people are based upon their beliefs. The beliefs are based upon their thinking. And the thinking is what needs to be clarified. Romans 12, he says, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, it's, it's, it's less about the cleansing and renewing. The world without Jesus follows an empty, hurtful, lonely, and ultimately hateful thinking because it's, it, what else do they have? Jesus is the one who brings in the renewing of our mind, the rethinking. It allows us to see things from a pure, clean point of view and not the emptiness and hate of this world. And that's why he's saying pull from those. Those things are damaging. Those things are hurtful. Those are the things that will pull us down and, and destroy families and destroy people. The thinking of God is one that is one of love and is one of peace and one of the right direction. And don't get me wrong, if we separate two of those things, some are not going to like that. But that's okay because we have Jesus, we have God, and that's what we're following. He says, therefore, 
keep ourselves clean in, in, in our own selves, in our flesh, and even in our thinking. He says, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting is the idea of developing. See, God has given us the opportunity. We're doing this. He's giving us what we need to grow maturity to God, the holiness of God. We're perfecting that. We're developing it. The Bible tells us in another section, it says, uh, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We, you know, While sanctification is something God does in our life, we are part of that. It's one of the few things that, that's twofold. God does it and we do it. So God puts trials in our life. God gives, and so what do we do from those trials to be more like Christ? God gives us gifts. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about that. What am I doing to develop my gifts for God? God gives me opportunities to serve. What am I doing with that? God gives me opportunities uh, to minister to other people. What am I doing with that? God gives me opportunities to worship. What am I doing? You see, we're perfecting. We're, God brings things into our lives. What am I doing with those things that God has brought into my life? How am I perfecting what God is doing in my life? And, and we can't do it by following the thinking of our, our human side because it's a damaging, it's a dangerous side. We must be thinking and following the, the teaching of Scripture, the, uh, the truth of the whole Word of God. That helps us develop. And that's what Paul is challenging this church in this transition. He, he'll finish talking about the need to be following the thinking of God, not the world. Then he moves over to this other thinking of saying, but when we do that, it's different, but we have God and that means our approach will be different. I hope we don't ever get to the point in these kind of verses that we think we're better. Well, I'm better because I'm spiritual. No, we're, we're just sinners saved by grace. And while we are positionally saints in the eyes of God, we are just filthy, rotten sinners. And through the grace of God, we go, as, it were, as for the grace of God, because of His grace, His mercy, that's how we move forward. What I mean by that is that I don't think we need to be discouraged and depressed by that. We need to just constantly be reminded of the wonderful grace of God. We move and we love and we live because of the grace of God. And we hold on to that grace. There's a freedom, there's a liberty that's found in that, because we have Jesus. We don't have to try to produce something. We get it from Jesus. And may you live in that grace and enjoy and embrace that grace even today. Thanks again for joining us today. I wasn't intending to only deal with one verse, but uh, in the time we have is what we dealt with, and I appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. I hope it's a help. I hope it's something we consider as we walk with God. What does it mean? And what kind of grace and what kind of liberty can we join in Jesus Christ? Thanks again for joining us today. We we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.